Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ben Speaks. I am your mostly forgettable host, Chris Blakeman, and thanks for joining me for yet another vacation edition of Ben Speaks. Um, this is not just a vacation for me uh, or um, my best girl. <clears throat> this is a very special uh, time. A couple of days ago, um, we got married, and uh, I couldn't be—I couldn't be more humbled by all of it. Um, <clears throat> it's not the point of this program. I'm just sharing uh, with you something I feel is long overdue and amazing at the same time. So I did. I married my best girl, Andrea, and we have been best friends for a long time. And when I say a long time, I mean longer than my first marriage lasted. And my first marriage produced uh, my only two children, who are now adults. Thank you, Lord. Um, Now, uh, this was something we did alone. We eloped. It was awesome. Uh, it was full of stress, just like any other wedding, because we had to beat the rain, and and uh, we did an outside venue, and um, there was a lot involved as far as staging for phot- photography and stuff like that, and um, and we weathered that storm, and 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 by the grace of God, go we. Uh, everything worked out on a day that the weather forecasters just made out to be ominous and horrible and basically don't do anything outside and lock up your dogs and cats because it was gonna just be a monsoon of sorts here in the dc metro none of that came to fruition it was hot agonizingly hot but it was excellent because we ultimately didn't feel a single raindrop and it would have been okay if a little rain happened but the type of rain they were calling for um, is typical around here in the summertime and it could get downright nasty. So, um, thank you, Lord. Uh, that was a huge help. And, I uh, just want to, you know, continue to share a couple of things that I thought were amazing about our wedding day, uh, which has nothing to do with the podcast, but, uh, it's all anecdotal. Uh, the, the stress that we, undertook to try to make all this happen without getting completely soaked or um, just ruined um, was well worth it. And there was a moment in time where we thought we were going to have to call off the whole shebang because it was really ominous, really bad. But we didn't. And there is a certain amount of providence that I believe plays into this. And if you're unsure what the word providence means it's 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 basically hand of god kind of stuff it's it's uh it's become my favorite word uh over the last few years the more i study ben uh pardon me uh george washington the more i truly understand how our founders uh viewed a, a word like providence because there was so much providence to how we managed to defeat the greatest standing army uh, in the history of mankind at that point to to um, 
succeed in uh, secession from the crown. Um, so providence plays a big role, and with providence comes um, the the distinct honor of worship and praise to um, our heavenly Father, which is something that as my new wife and I went to bed uh, on our wedding night after spending a few hours with our closest friends, um, there was a moment where I felt compelled to hold her and pray. And it felt mighty excellent to give and worship um, in praise to our Lord God. Now, moving on, um, I would like to uh, would like to talk about this Mr. Hodgkins. He's the first um, first of the federal indictments to be uh, charged and um, sentenced today. He for the January sixth riot. Um, the news would have you believe that it was an insurrection. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where these word burners get off, uh, continually strangling, strangling the English language, but an insurrection is, is if there was an insurrection that day, more than just Ashley Babbitt would have lost their lives. An insurrection is a a coup. It's a, and it involves weaponry and it involves tactical resources and it involves firing upon your enemy or attempting to smote your enemy in some way. And none of that happened. Okay. This, this, if we keep calling it an insurrection, we're just, we're doing ourselves no favors whatsoever. It was a riot. Okay. So, um, I have very, very mixed feelings about this riot. Um, I, I'd like to believe that I, I'm an objective person, and being an objective person means you really yearn to know both sides before you um, draw up an opinion. And my opinion is mine, and maybe some others agree with me. I would hope so. If you're an objective person, you would like to take the time to um, formulate something not from emotion, but from just thought and uh, research. So this was a riot and I was there that day. So I, I, I know the feeling, the sinking feeling of when I was told that they breached the Capitol and I just thought to myself, oh my God, they're making us look bad. Because we came there to peacefully protest. We did not come there to hijack anything. I also have very firm feelings that there was an element of the crowd that was in fact there to hijack the uh, Congress. But I'm not sold on the idea that these folks are that well thought out Start for starters. I don't think that they were that well congealed. I think there were several forces competing with one another there, and not all of them had the best interest in mind for this nation. So in short, I believe that there were some ne'er-do-wells, like Antifa types, that were just there for the chaos and the anarchy. And then I believe that there were other forces that felt like they were the sons of liberty or something to that effect, which, you know, God bless them for their intentions, but... 
again, these folks let their emotions get the better of them. They betrayed themselves. I'm not going to win hearts and minds over for the most fanatical, but I believe I've said enough in previous podcasts where people who listen to the show realize I don't have much trust for our government. So it's not like I'm on the side of, you know, big government. But I, I am on the side of the political process that our founders gave us. And so going to revolution right away like that, it's just not very well thought out. And what did it, what were the fruits? There were no fruits of that. There were no victories there. So this fellow, Mr. Hodgkins out of uh, Tampa, Florida, he's going to go ahead and he's going to get sentenced for eight months in prison. Now, hopefully in a fair world, we're looking at a situation where they're going to grant him the time that he's been unnecessarily jailed in solitary confinement in a D.C. federal prison, which that's not how it normally works. There is always a bail situation. There is there is a due process, and for some reason these people are being held as prisoners of war. We do this with enemy combatants um, internationally. So why we're treating... Um, certain people as if they were enemy combatants. I really don't know. There wasn't much combat. Uh, I think a lot of the videos would bear that out. What we do have is a riot situation and, and I'm against rioting. I think when law and order breaks down, you not only kick open the door for tyranny, but you, you've now become antithetical to a Republic. You've now become mobocracy. That's democracy. So I view democracy as an ugly word. It's a bad term. So here we go. We got people being the mob. Okay. So these are the same people who would attest to the idea that they're conservatives or Republicans. They're not, or they are, and they've completely failed themselves, completely failed themselves, because that's not how you conduct yourself in a Republic. In a Republic, we have a political process. Is it satisfying? Oftentimes, no. But it's it's what we have. Is it corrupted? Yes. Is there a way around that? Yes. But that, that involves the long game. And the long game is to boot the, the usurpers of um, the Constitution out. And I don't want to get into the long stream of in- instances of how mentally ill the left is and how their Democrat party has a long history of mental illness and deceit and inhumanity. So this guy's going to get eight months in prison and hopefully he'll get some time served. And, and, you know, by and large, he, he approached the court pretty humbly. He made a mistake. He knew he made a mistake. He allowed his emotions to defy his senses the same as so many others who basically got swept up in this. But I do hope that there comes a day when we get some transparency and I realize that that day may never come because we're going to get revisionist history. Uh, as of this point and right now, um, every single one of these folks are being painted as treasonous, seditionist, you know, enemies of the state. Well, 
they're going to write the history books. So it's not going to paint a patriotic picture of these people. Even though many of these people might be fine patriots who just got swept up in the emotions and frustrations of what we are learning more and more every day that this this election was uh, corrupted. And to simply just pass that by, whistle past that graveyard without any sort of uh, curiosity, that, that just either means your bias is so one way or you really don't care as much as you used to about the republic for which it stood. And, and so we have a problem on our hands and the bigger problem is the, 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 the events that exacerbated or, or led up to this moment in time where these people put themselves in a situation where they could be so easily swayed was unjust to the nation. Whether you liked Donald Trump or not, if you are satisfied with the election results, knowing full well that there are audits being done in several states, that there are plenty of discrepancies, if you're just okay with that, then you're you're just you're 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 just not paying enough attention. Or you're just satisfied because you hate Donald Trump so much that you would rather a termite be in office. And that's not how we do things in this country. See, in many instances in life, I have found myself telling grown men things I've learned from life from experience. Number one rule is it's never going to be easy. You're always going to have to try harder. You can't simply win a woman over. The battle has only begun right then and there. From that point on, you have to be the bigger man always. That's the expectation. So... We always have to continue to try to hold ourselves to a higher standard, no matter how difficult that becomes because of disappointment, because of disillusionment. If we do not hold ourselves to a higher standard in this country as citizens, then we we simply lose the the values and the edicts that that drove our founding fathers to create a more perfect union. None of this is easy. It will always be hard. I believe it's great Ronald Reagan who said liberty is just a generation away from being lost and I'm paraphrasing of course. It's a constant battle. So to this man Mr. Hodgkins, I believe you did the right thing by Basically throwing yourself at the mercy of the court and at least airing the fact that you are ashamed of your actions because you are an adult. And it's not, I I don't want to try to equate this to some sort of revolution. This is, this was, that was not a revolution. 
unfortunately, too many people, because of the times that we live in, because of Al Gore's amazing internet, because, because we live in an easy-bake, microwavable type of society, because you have dating apps where you can just throw people away and trade up or down at, at a whim, because there are that many, I don't want to say desperate people, but there are that many available people to just trade other people off um you never you're never finding yourself investing too much into something because there's an instant gratification culture that we live in well we're only doing ourselves a disservice by by viewing the world through the lens of instant gratification because why the fuck would you ever want to struggle for anything if you think you're supposed to get something for two years worth of hard work, not only is that an affront to our forefathers and our founding fathers, but you just make yourself look like, you know, you're kind of worthless. It's taken me a long time to get to this point in my career where I feel so stabilized because everything I know rivals everything everybody else knows that is at the same level as me. That's experience, that's stick-to-itiveness, that's, you know, research, it's learning, it's, you know, getting my licenses. It, 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 it's a lot of hard work. It's always hard work. Compromise is hard work. But we can't act on our impulses. Impulsive, impulsive behavior is what's being sold right now. <laughs> the world is bad. The world's out to get you. They must be racist. They must be sexist. Because they don't have a real reason for what's holding them back when the real reason is culpability, responsibility. No, the world's not actually against you. It was never for you. You see, you have to pave your own way. There was never an expectation that you were just going to make it. There was always the expectation of if you want it, you got to go out there and you got to make it happen. Everything can be fixed, but it starts at the bottom. You can't just create a utopia. You have to start somewhere. And certain things are simply unattainable, like the word utopia. There's one utopia. One one that has actually been promised to us. And that is not something that can be created by men. We have the fortune or misfortune, depending on how pessimistic you are, of having a awesome habitable planet to live on. You know, fuel oil is attainable. It's not we're not running out of oil. People are so fooled. We're not running out of natural resources. We have more dry forests than we've ever had in the history of mankind. Most of that is boosted by the carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere. Trees love that shit. We are, it's a slow process, but we, we continue to, with every single cell that degrades, oil is created 
It's created in the oceans. We, we think this earth is small. It's really not. It's massive. In fact, we've only explored some of it. Some of it. Just because we can fly over it now and take pictures of it doesn't mean we know where everything is all the freaking time. We have this very myopic view of everything. It's so arrogant. Just like it's arrogant to think that you can bust through the doors of the Capitol and fix a long-standing problem of corruption. These things take time. Just like relationships take time to build if you want them to be healthy and happy and, and, and you, you, you actually gain as much as you invest. What Mr. Hodgkins did was stupid. But I have to give him credit where credit is due. He admitted to that. There may come a day and I hope to God it doesn't happen. Just like most other lawful gun owners feel, there may come a day when you have to defend yourself. There may come a day where our government may raise its hands to its people in, in tyranny. And there may come a day where we need to remind the government of where their place is. And that day hasn't come yet. And I pray to God, one of two things happens. Either it happens while I'm still young enough to fight back, or it happens long after my children are dead. Because I honestly don't want my children to suffer that. But now is not that time. And the long train of abuses has not occurred, although it does feel like it. Perspective is everything in life, though. And um, by and large, there are more freedoms in some states than there are in others. You have the freedom to leave that state and go to another state. West Virginia is really nice. It's a great state. A lot of liberty here. Welcome. Come. Taxes are relatively low, even though taxes theft. At any rate, I wanted to give some credit to Mr. Hodgins because he's not going to get any in the media. He pled down to um, to a charge that uh, actually holds a twenty-year sentence. But there's no precedent for it. It's never, it's never been tried. Even the judge admitted so much. And because Mr. Hodgkins has a, you know, very limited amount of criminal history, you know, this is kind of a one-strike deal. And honestly, I wish he would have taken into account how he was held. I wish the judge would have taken into account how he was held against his will and what rights were violated there. And maybe he did. Maybe that's why he only gave him eight months. And possibly won't serve any jail time at all. Just probation. Which I'm fine with that too. Look, we all make mistakes. And we all get caught up in the heat of the moment. We have to know how to control ourselves. I'm not trying to preach from some sort of higher ground. I've made so many fucking mistakes. You know, I, I've been arrested more than once. 
know? <laughs> I've paid my debt to society, or so they, you know, forced that upon me. But I, it does make you think a little bit more conservatively as to how you want to go about, you know, taking risks in life. Money, money, if you get hit with money like I did, I mean, that hurt for years, it hurt. And it was stupidity on my part for the second go around. The first go around, the cop was just a prick. But whatever, I could have been more respectful. But um, what I am saying is that I'm really not coming from a, a higher place here. I'm just trying to add perspective to how we should conduct ourselves during these political um, discussions and these these political events. Um. I, I hope to God the trans there's some transparencies when some of these conspirators are tried. There are bona fide conspirators here. And and being at that event that day, not not being one of the ones who um bum rushed the Capitol, but uh being at that event, um, I can tell you, I, I and I have told you, there were some C D dudes and, and they were dressed like they would fit in with my club, but they're, they, they, they didn't, man. Everything was wrong about it. It was all too convenient, and, and, uh, and I think that they were, I think that they had intentions, and I think that it was, in my humble opinion, I think it was another attempt to create a situation where Trump and his supporters would be smeared. I try not to act like I'm a cheerleader for Trump. I really love the policies and honestly I like the fight I like his fighting attitude see he fought in the proper way he had a bully pulpit and he used it and he woke a lot of people up and if you can't appreciate a fighter against the establishment because he never was a part of the establishment then you're just you just we're just not cut from the same cloth I don't mean to denigrate you it's just you and I are going to always disagree on something like that because you can't value what I value. Maybe I can't value what you value. It doesn't make you bad or me bad or me worse or you good or whatever. It's just what it is. I hate that phrase, is what it is. It's so stupid. There's got to be another one that comes out at some point in time. But I just wanted to touch base on a few things and... And that, that's one of them. I think he did the right thing. And I do hope that, you know, we find out what kind of conspiracies were, were plotted. What were their purposes? Because these were not Trump supporters. There was an agenda here. And by and large, a great deal of us, for the last five years, six almost, we have heard every name in the book as to what Trump supporters are, how we are inferior, how we are the extremists, how we're the problem. We're not the problem. Most of us are what makes this country click. What we have is a media and a party with media dominance. And the media is in bed with that party. And so we may never ever know what exactly happened because the last time I looked for the FBI to tell me the truth 
I was just as disappointed as every other time I looked for the FBI to tell me the truth. Vegas won. I want some answers. Hunter Biden. I'd like some answers. We won't get the answers we seek. But we will continue to fund the FBI. Isn't that ironic? Anyway, I uh, just want to thank you for taking in some more time to care about what old Ben's thinking. Now that Ben's a honest man, all married up and no longer living in sin and uh, living his best life. You know what they, they say. That's what the kids say, I think. Living my best life. So with that, I want to bid you adieu. And thank you very much for listening to another episode of Ben Speaks. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Thank you.